in a week where so much has happened. One man stands alone, poised to tackle it all and take your calls. Armed with just his wit and a stack of stats, he embarks on a quest that will require four hours of intense concentration, telephonic communication, and the mockery of jockery. This is The Robin Lundberg Show. It is The Robin Lundberg Show, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. We're trying to navigate the Aaron Rodgers situation right now, and you can do so as well at 855-212-4227. Like Matt in Dallas. Matt, you're on with Robin Lundberg here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, I'm a first-time uh, caller, really, and uh, I've been listening to your show for quite a bit as, as I go to work on Saturday morning. So thank you for taking my call, man. I want to go it, back uh, re- real quick to uh, what you had asked earlier about which quarterback situation was a little more dire between Chicago and uh, the Jets. Honestly, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, man, it's the Jets. Like you said, uh, the Jets haven't had a consistent quarterback since God bless Adam's testicles to birth the world. You feel me? So uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, what they plan on doing. I mean, Zach Wilson was a great pickup. But, I mean, in Chicago, you have Andy Dalton sitting behind Justin Fields, who has been in the league for multiple years. He has uh, plenty of playoff of experience. Yeah, he lost, <laughs> you know, in the playoffs. But he has the experience to get there. Uh, he, has a, he, he has had to play with teams who haven't had good options at wide receiver. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel like that the Jets, honestly, are a little bit more dire right now than Chicago is as the quarterback situation goes. Now, to go back to your point about Aaron Rodgers, honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm surprised that anybody is surprised by how Aaron Rodgers is taking this whole thing. I mean, (laughs) this is the same guy who couldn't even call his parents when their house burned down. So, you know, I (laughs) – the guy has been showing us who he is as a person, and I'm surprised that anybody is shocked by his behavior. Look, I appreciate the call. I, I wasn't going to uh, bring his family into it or, or take personal shots at dude. Um, obviously, people have made plenty of jokes uh, about that. I saw, you know, uh, I, I don't know what, what exactly has gone on behind the scenes in Aaron Rodgers' life, and, and I'll, I'll try to keep uh, my to my own business. But, yeah, I mean, look – it, it it just seems overly petty, his reaction to me, to the, to them drafting Jordan Love, the way he handled that. Like, I I I don't I I don't get why he'd be so mad still now, to the point where he I mean it's his prerogative, sure fine, you went out, but yeah it's it's an overreaction, and and again it, it seems like it's everybody's fault but his, and I'm not even saying it's his fault. I don't think, like, the Packers not winning the Super Bowl is Aaron Rodgers' fault. But he he was a part of that team. He had a chance to win it and didn't. Billy in Toronto. Billy, you're up next on the show. Robin? Hey, hey Robin, listen, I, I'm going to pile on, too. I mean, I, I used to be a uh, Rodgers fan, but I'm really tired of this guy's act. I, I, I really am. I mean, his body language a few years ago when he was getting sacked like crazy, I thought he was going to go cry on the sidelines. I mean, come on, Rodgers. I mean, you want to you wanna be upset about the field goal. That, that, uh, that was a dumb call. I agree. But let your general manager do the job. Let them do what they're paid to do. I mean, I get it. 
your pride was hurt a little bit because they took a quarterback. But I mean, I mean, come on, the same thing happened to uh, the same thing happened to Brett Favre. I mean, you you've got to you've got to let this guy do his job. And don't tell me, uh, Robin, that these guys, these the great players in the game, they're not consulted by by their uh, general managers and presidents and whatever on what they think. I mean, they are all of them are asked now. Whether they listen to you, that's another. That's a whole different story. But come on, Rogers. I mean, enough is enough. And 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 by the way, also, uh, you better not get that Jeopardy job. What are you going to do? Stop watching Jeopardy if Ken Jennings, the guy that should get it, gets it? I mean, enough, Rogers. Really. I mean, you're starting to tarnish your own image. And then second, Robin, about the draft. I love the draft. Uh, it kind of went the way uh, everybody thought it was going to be. Um, doing an old mock draft my, myself, I kind of thought, uh, I, I'm a guy that uh, uh, told you before that I like Fabinski in Chicago, and I, and I like the quarterback in San Francisco. I just thought they didn't have enough offensive weapons. I thought the smokescreen was that, that San Francisco was trading up for the third pick to grab the uh, tight end. Um, uh, I think his name no, is uh, well, yeah, the guy that went number four overall. I thought that that's who they were going to uh, grab. But uh, as for the, the quarterback, hey, they may be great. They may be not. I'm not even sold on the number one pick. I hope they all turn out great where they go. But um, I thought the draft was great. But Rogers, enough is enough. That's it, Robin. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, maybe he uh, should host Family Feud rather than Jeopardy to call back to what the other guy said. I, look, the, the Jeopardy thing, I, he came off likable on Jeopardy. I, you know, I, I didn't watch too much of it, but I saw some of the clips online. And for somebody who hadn't done that, um, you know, as a career, I, I think he did fairly well. I don't, I wouldn't make him the permanent host myself. That that wouldn't be my choice. But I, I understand, um, you know, there's a likability factor that, that needs to be present there. And, and he did a good job in, in that regard. But sometimes I think that likability factor could be missing in, in other facets. And I, I would say this situation applies. And and I'm not somebody again. I'm not somebody who ever, you know, tells one that they shouldn't try to change their situation or better their situation if that's what they want to do. I I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers comes across looking the best out of this whole ordeal. Like it it seems. But some of my uh, colleagues do. I mean, I I can't tell you how many uh, of the peers in the media who I've seen say, you know, uh, the Packers failed Aaron Rodgers or or you know this is what they get. Or something along those lines, and, and it, it's not like this is the Cavs in 2010 with LeBron, where there was never another All Star next to him. I mean, there's a good team and infrastructure in Green Bay. They were right at the doorstep last year. He was right at the doorstep with the ball in his hands last year. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's go to Derek in Baltimore. Derek, you're up next. What's going on? Hey, man, I love how you just brought up the 2010 Cavs, but LeBron did leave the Cavs when they just lost to the Golden State Warriors that year in a championship to go to the Lakers, right? Now, it wasn't well, but he had already won league. the championship in, in but, Cleveland right. as well. Absolutely. Not, yeah. uh, but, hey, Aaron Rodgers won a championship in Green Bay, too. I think it, uh, there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers hate. I get it. Like, the guy bringing up his family. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. That's why I said I'm not going to comment. argument with a sibling or, or a parent, right? Like, so – I think that, like, that should just be left to the side. As far as, like, his relationship with the Packers, it's been going on for a while. It was going on with McCarthy before the new coach. He Maybe, you know, have you ever been in a bad relationship where there's no 
rhyme or reason why it's bad, but you're just done. You just don't want to be there. And that's what I see. He just doesn't want to be there. And yeah, and that's the fine. Team is yeah. good, fact, but if the guy doesn't want to be there, it's not our, you know, in this day and age of free agency and players being very much more demanding in every sport we watch. Why are why is everybody so frustrated with why Rodgers feels this way? Yeah, the Packers have put up a great team. They're a great franchise. They're one of the winningest franchises. Lombardi started from the beginning. We get that. But, I mean, and, of course, I'm coming as a Broncos fan, and I'm getting excited because I think there's a chance we might get them. Um, and then you brought up the question of, like, well, are the Broncos really better? No, not necessarily. But if you look at just the, the position players, okay, you got Judy, you got um, Sutton, and then uh, Noah Fant, the tight end. We just drafted the kid from North Carolina, the running back. He's going to be a beast. Uh, the offensive line has actually been getting better. Um, Fangio is supposed to be a defensive genius, and we're hopefully going to have Bradley Chubb on one side with Vaughn Miller on the other. And we drafted Sertan in the first round. So we're kind of stacking a pretty good team. Um, I think it's, you know, reasonable to say, like, if you look when Peyton Manning got, you know, he was going out the door in Indianapolis when they were drafting Andrew Luck. He went to the Broncos. He went to two Super Bowls. The first one, biggest, one of the biggest embarrassments of uh, our football life. But the, the second one, he was a little over the hill when the defense got it done. I mean, so and, – and the other thing on that, I will say, like, John Elway gets a lot of grief for uh, his inability to draft a quarterback, right? Like, that's the hate on John Elway. Oh, he can't draft a quarterback. What he hasn't been able to do is pull in a Hall of Fame quarterback and free agency that got us to two more Super Bowls. And now if he's able to make this trade, I think it cements his legacy is not only, you know, the player. Now I know that we have a GM this year, but he gets a lot of, I mean, for being the hero he is in Denver, you'd be amazed the hate John Elway gets. And I think that if he can make this move, it's going to cement his legacy as a, as a front office person as well. Look, I, I mean, you make some good points. How much does a situation change when you add a quarterback like that, right? Um, you know, they're, that's what the, the Broncos have been searching for and they haven't gotten. So are the Broncos, the Packers are right at that level with Aaron Rodgers? You know, look, they're in that mix for sure. Right. I mean, it's not um, it, it's not as if I'm, I'm doubting his ability to elevate those around him. And thanks for the call like that. That's clear. I mean, the guy's a great player. So anywhere he winds up is going to be taken seriously. Uh, so I, I, I don't like you said, if, if he just is done and he wants to move on, and it's time for a different phase of his life, cool. I, I got no problems with that. I just don't see the idea that the Packers, all I'm pushing back against is the idea that the Packers failed him or you know this was inevitable because of the way that the Packers have run things. I don't see that to be the case. I don't believe it, it's the Packers haven't done what they need to do to put talent around him. I mean, they, he's got talent around him. I see nothing. You know, the, the Packers organization – I get it. They've had great quarterbacks, which which helps. But I don't really remember, you know, a time where I, I didn't think of the Packers as a a competing kind of team, right? They've during this entire run been in the mix since the mid '90s, I believe. I mean, I'm I'm talking like my entire life, basically. The Packers have been, I mean, I'm looking at their, I'll go back to their franchise record on football reference right now. They're 13-3 and three the last two seasons, which is pretty damn good, obviously. They had a couple of um, 
average seasons or below average seasons before that variety of things, including you know that one of those when Rodgers had an injury. But before that, ten and six, ten and six, twelve and four. You know they had a bunch of of double digit win seasons with McCarthy and Rodgers. And you you go back to, to the Favre years, same deal. I mean, there's a a few below average seasons mixed in, but for the most part, this is a team that's been in the playoffs. This is a team that's been competing for the Super Bowl, and and that's going on thirty years of that. That doesn't typically happen. So I, I'm not against Aaron Rodgers wanting to go somewhere else if that's what he wants to do. Cool, more power to you. That's that's his choice. We we all have our own individual reasons for doing things, and sometimes it might just be like, you know, the the Brady Belichick thing. Did that just reach its end because? Was it as, as complex as we made it where we were like, you know, they want to prove Brady wants to prove he can do it without Belichick? Or was it more just, you know, I'm kind of sick of this guy now. <laughs> we, we, we've been together for, uh, you know, damn near 20 years. Just uh, enough. Time to time to move to the next chapter, next adventure in life. And that could easily be the case for, for Rogers. Sometimes things run their course. But the the way he did it was was petty. You know the way that that all came out when it did was petty, which makes me think there you know there is some personal stuff going on behind the scenes with him and and whomever, whether it's the GM or or others within the organization. But it's not that often you get you know a name like Aaron Rodgers thrown out there in, in trade rumors and and I don't think it's I don't think it's a uh, smoke. If I'm the Packers. And I know that this is the case. I get it. I get, I get the um, approach that some people have suggested of, of playing hardball and just seeing if he'd be willing to sit out. But at the same time, I, I guess I would have to know what they actually internally believe about Jordan Love because he's the, you know, the, the key piece there as to what happens when Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the Packers, whether that's at the start of next season or some other time in the future. But right now, uh, you know, right now you're you're talking about whether you would want to flip this guy for a bevy of draft picks and the like. And I, I, if I know it's going to come to an end, that's what I would do. There ain't that much more time for Aaron Rodgers to be playing anyway. I guess Tom Brady sort of changed the um, expectation there. What Brady's doing at at his age, because. <laughs> that 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 whole clock is reset now. Maybe I I shouldn't say that. Maybe I you know shouldn't say Aaron Rodgers at thirty seven, you know is is close to the end because we've seen that that's not necessarily the case. There could be another five to even ten years left if Brady's the example, but obviously Brady stands out as an outlier given the history of the league and, and the history of the position and everything else. So, I mean, you, you don't necessarily think a guy like Aaron Rodgers gets traded. But again, somebody just referenced it. Peyton Manning played for the Denver Broncos. Brett Favre played for the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Jets. And I would bet that Aaron Rodgers probably playing somewhere else next year. What do you think? 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. 
course, there's plenty to get to when it comes to the NFL draft as well. I'll tell you what my favorite thing about the draft was coming up because it had a lot to do with the lead up to the draft and, and all the speculation leading in to the draft particular team. Pat Cook tweets in, you know the Broncos are drooling and chomping at the bit to land Aaron Rodgers, even if they have to trade for him and inherit the remainder of his current contract with the Packers to do it. That seems to be the team that's been linked to him the most. I saw reports even on draft night that a deal was close between those two teams. It, It does seem like, and it seems like a very John Elway move given his history. I mean, given the Peyton Manning reference I just made, right? Yeah, if you're, if I had to bet, I, I wonder if the betting markets even have that up. But the, the Broncos are, are, are the single team I've heard linked to Aaron Rodgers more than, than any other. Get more into the NFL draft coming up. It is the Robert Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Robin Lundberg, CBS Sports Radio, and you. Let the fun begin. Here's Robin Lundberg. Does anybody actually know anything about the NFL draft? 855-212-4227. Tell me what you know. What did you know worked or didn't work or will work or won't work? Was a good pick or was not a good pick? What do you know? Let me know. 855-212-4227. At Robin Lundberg on Twitter. I like the Trey Lance pick for San Francisco. I, I like uh, maybe it's just because of all the speculation about Mac Jones and, and everything. But if the 49ers were going to move up, I, I've said this for the, the longest. They had to have known who they were taking, right? They had to have known. You don't trade what they trade to then be like, yeah, maybe it's between these guys. You, you trade what you trade because, you know, our guy's going to be there. And Lance is I- intriguing because he's so mysterious. It seems like a, a great kid, by the way. I, I ta- I, that seems demeaning to call him a kid. Seems like a you know, a, a really got like he's got a really good head on his shoulders. I, I just talked to him th- this past week, and, and if you look at you know some of the talent is obvious and jumps out at you. I, I think he's a, a player that more people believe needs a little bit of grooming, if you will. But nevertheless, I, I like that pick for the the Forty ers and it, it hopefully you know works out for all involved. But what I really like about it is just how much it messed with everybody, you know, and, and afterwards, even Kyle Shanahan saying they let the Mac Jones thing rock because it, it helped, you know, them keep their plans close to the vest. And the, the way, the way the rest of it played out was entertaining as well. I mean, Justin Fields going to Chicago, there, there's a, a lot of, uh, a lot of juice behind him there. You know, he will be a hero if that works out. If he can be the that finally quarterback for the Bears, like I said, the Bears and the Jets, two franchises looking for quarterbacks for a long time, long time, and then a franchise that hasn't been looking for a quarterback that long, the Patriots, wind up with Mac Jones, who <laughs> the the whole strut and everything that that became a meme, right, and and obviously Cam Newton is in place there, but. Everybody sees Mac Jones and and his ability and and thinks, all right, this could be a good fit for what Belichick previously did with Brady. 
855-212-4227. Let's go to Buck in St. Louis. Buck, you're on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Man, I hate the Patriots. I'm a Rams fan. I'm sorry. It just, just irks me. Hey, uh, I was curious. I want to talk about Rodgers. How come nobody brings up or uh, has talked any rumors about the uh, Raiders maybe acquiring Rodgers? Uh, Vegas is like a uh, holiday world for the state of California, and uh, everybody talks like uh, Gruden would like to throw a car under the bus. i just like to get your thoughts on that. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Uh, oh, no. I mean, I, I think the two teams that I think of first are the Raiders and the, the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, number one, because the Broncos are the team I've actually, like, seen linked to him in, in trade talks from, some you know, people uh, who have established themselves in the business. And the next team I, I think of is the Raiders. Because, to be honest, there aren't that many natural there, – there aren't as many natural fits for Aaron Rodgers as you would think, right? I mean, the, the Bills are, are set. Uh, we'll see if the Dolphins think they're set. Obviously, I don't think New England plans on flipping that kind of draft capital. Uh, the, the Jets just took a quarterback at two. The Steelers, that would be something interesting. If they're, you know, I, I, you always have to look at these cap situations and stuff too. But the, uh, the AFC North is pretty much set. The AFC South is is pretty much set. Aside from yeah, obviously that you know it's a caveat of what's going on with Deshaun Watson. AFC West pretty much set. Outside of those two teams, I just said they're the you know not pretty much set. Absolutely set outside of the two teams I just mentioned. I mean, what other teams need a quarterback? Washington? For sure. And then there's just not too many other that, like, scream out. All right, San San Francisco just took their guy. So the Raiders are are, are on the short list. Uh, I mean, there's probably only three to five teams. I think it's realistic would trade for, for Rodgers, maybe even as low as three. And the the Raiders are one of them, absolutely. How about Aaron uh, Rodgers' namesake, Aaron, in Charlotte? You're on with Robin Lundberg here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, man. I just wanted to kind of talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation and um, both sides of it. So, I mean, yeah, I think he could have handled the situation better. I think that we've known that Aaron Rodgers has been a bit of a diva kind of for a while, you know. But, um, but I think he does have some valid points. I mean – um, his main receiver out there, um, his name escapes me, but he's a he's like a top five receiver in the league. Devontae Aaron Adams Jones. might be number might be number one. Yeah, I would say he's he's been playing like a number one, definitely. But I think Aaron well, he's Rogers absolutely has a, lot a number to do with one. That. He, he, he might he's absolutely a number one. He might be the best in the in the game. Period. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. I'm agreeing with you that I think that over the last couple of years he's making a case for as being the top receiver in the game. I think that Aaron Rodgers has a lot to do with that, too. But I think that um, – and then they have a Pro Bowl running back. But besides that, the rest of those guys around him, man, they're like subpar. Like Lazard and what is that guy's name, Scandling or something like that. They, they are like, I would say, below average receivers, can't really separate. They have some size, but I think that when you have a quarterback like Rodgers, you do want to put him around with some more quality weapons. Um besides just the, the number one receiver that they have. So I think that a lot of teams that have those franchise quarterbacks, they're really surrounding him with the talent. So 
You're breaking up a little bit, uh, so unfortunately, I couldn't hear everything you just said there. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I get it. Some of the other teams have, but I, I don't know if you could pick a, another situation and say it's that much superior to Rodgers. I, I think we're a little blinded by the Brady situation in, in Tampa with like that all-star team a little bit that, that's come together over there. First of all, before Brady got there, you know, uh, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin were there, right? That Those guys were already there when, when he came in. So Brady comes in and they added some of the vets, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, obviously, uh, Fournette. But the, the you know, the, the studs at receiver were there the day he walked in the door. It wasn't a, a build-around Brady thing. And then the, the defense, same thing. I mean, those guys were there. They, they brought them all back. Brady picked that situation. And he, remember, he did it as a, a, a free agent, not, not in a trade, which is a, a different circumstance. Where if Rodgers was a free agent, he could hand pick where he wants to go. I'm sure if he gets traded, he'll have some say in that. But whoever's trading for him is also going to have to surrender stuff to get him, not just sign him on the dotted line. But as far as the, the talent around him on the Packers, I, I, I don't think it's lacking. I don't think it's lacking at all. I don't. What is what is like? Compare Rodgers' situation to Mahomes' situation. Is is. Does Mahomes have that much more at his disposal? He's got game-breaking weapons. Absolutely. Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. Rodgers only has one guy that's on that level, right, as a, as a game-breaker down the field, and that's Adams. But what Rodgers has that Mahomes hasn't is he, he has a line that protected him. I mean, I know injuries played a, a role in that, but you saw Kansas City reboot their whole offensive line this offseason. Rodgers has a line, including a stud tackle, and he's got a running game. That's better than almost everybody else's. So when you take, a, a, you know, a top flight wide receiver, solid pro receivers outside of him, not like they, you know, just scrubs he's throwing to other than, than Adams, a strong offensive line, a strong running game. I'm not sure what more you want for an all-time great quarterback. Retweet and follow Robin Lundberg. His Twitter handle is easy to remember, at Robin Lundberg. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, been discussing some NFL draft. One of the big stories there with the Chicago Bears did. And I'm joined now by Tom Thayer, color commentator for Bears Radio, former Bears center and guard, uh, Super Bowl champ. And, and Tom, how's the, the savior of Chicago, Justin Fields, doing right now? Um, you know, he's the most celebrated man in Chicago sports right now, but the expectations are enormous for him. I think he's shown signs that he can stand in front of the podium in front of his past performances, that he's up to the task. But, um, you know, they got to continue to put some support around him. However, I think this is um, the brightest the Bears fans have felt about the future of the quarterback position, uh, I don't know, since Sid Luckman maybe. Yeah, how much did that change overnight? Because uh, obviously there was, uh, you know, the rumors that they were per perhaps involved in a Russell Wilson trade or, or something like that. And, and then the Andy Dalton signing goes down, the whole QB1 tweet and everything like that. And, and it, it felt like Bears fans were 
kind of at, at their peak of frustration. And it, it does seem like the, the pick of fields has, has flipped that entire mood. It, it really has. I mean, because you look at his traits, you think of what this young man can grow into. Um, and he's not going to have to be a plug-and-play type of quarterback. He is going to have the luxury. Hopefully they'll have some type of normalcy to the development of the offseason. So he can have his OTAs. He can have his in-person and virtual meetings. Get a little bit more familiar with his system and then go out there and compete. Andy Dalton is still the guy. And I think sometimes for a young quarterback, that's a, it gives him a little bit of confidence knowing that if it takes a little bit longer in time to get acclimated to the system and just the level of competition at the NFL. So it does give him some time to grow. However, I think when he does get a chance to play and he starts showing significant signs of improvement, uh, the expectations are going to go through the roof. But um, when you look at some of the pieces in place of Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen, Darnell Mooney, you got Dave Montgomery, Damon Williams in the backfield. You have Cole Komet and you have Jimmy Graham. So you do have some offensive weapons there that, that he can help grow and get better, but they can help him grow and get better. And then you need the offensive line to be more accomplished than they were last year. And if all those things come together, then um, – you know, it's it's really going to be interesting the route they take with Justin Fields. Is he going to sign up? I mean, is he going to dress out the first week of the regular season? Or is he going to be the quarterback like Green Bay did last year with Jordan Love, waiting in the wings and not necessarily dressing for every game? Because the Bears do have Nick Foles behind uh, Andy Dalton. And I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see how they put together the regular season roster if he's a part of it or if he's a part of the future plans. Now, how patient do you think the fan base will be with that? Because it's not, you know, I know in the past we've seen a QB sit, and most recent example is, is Patrick Mahomes, obviously, and, and, and that worked out fairly well. Uh, but, but for the most part, that doesn't happen much anymore. You know, you'll have guys sit for perhaps the beginning of the season like Tua did last year. How patient do you think Bears fans will be with the idea of Fields not playing this season or, or for a big chunk of it? You know, not very because, what you know, when you're given the accomplishments um, of Patrick Mahomes and they really didn't know what they were getting with Mahomes until after he had an opportunity to, you know, start playing more regularly and then they saw – how creative and how crafty and how efficient he was. And so I think the first time Andy Dalton throws a couple interceptions in a game or there is just a lackluster offensive performance and they feel that the offense would be helped, that there was more of a, uh, um, an athletic weapon at the quarterback position, I, I think they'll be calling for his name. So the patience isn't going to be very long. This is going to be something where they want Justin Fields to get up to speed be inserted in the lineup, and then let the future begin from there. And when you look at, listen to some of these other quarterbacks like Peyton Manning and say, in order to improve, you got to be on the field playing. And I do think that's going to be um, what the Bears fans are going to want. Um, you know, again, hopefully Andy Dalton plays well enough to make it a really competitive position. But listen, the future of the quarterback position is Justin Fields, and, and that's the way it's hopefully going to be here for the next decade to come. 
Robin Lundberg talking to Tom Thayer, color commentator for Bears Radio, former Bears center and guard Super Bowl champ on the reaction to the Bears trading up for Justin Fields, of course, here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, Tom, do you feel bad for Andy Dalton at all? Not that they drafted Fields, but just, you know, since they, they brought him in and the QB1 tweet that was mocked and everything, uh, the guy's had a, a solid NFL career, but people talk about him like he's some sort of bum. Um. I, I think it's it's a little unfair how he's portrayed because after you come out of the Cincinnati system and there's little success that's expected out of you, and then all of a sudden you go down to Dallas and you get into that situation that happened down there at Dak Prescott, I admire the way Andy Dalton has handled himself. But he hasn't been a, a you know a, a, a vocal whiner, whether in Cincinnati or in Dallas. He's only done what's asked of him. And I do think he's an asset to the Bears. Um, I think that he's the type of guy that uh, Justin Fields can sit in the quarterback room and look at how two guys prepare themselves. However, um, all of us, when I was drafted by the Bears, I know the person in front of me, I was eventually going to take their job. And that's the mentality that um, this guy has to come in with. He has to come in with the mentality that I'm the quarterback of the future. And I know there's experienced veterans in front of me, but it's my job and where I was drafted and what they expect out of me to take their job away from them. And Andy Dalton has a one-year deal here, ten million bucks. And um, you know, uh, the way as long as quarterbacks are playing these days, I don't think Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton's done by any means. But um, uh, you know that he had to know that was going to going to be the plan in place when you sign a one-year deal at at his age. Yeah, can you explain maybe to the audience a little bit just how big a deal it would be for Justin Fields to you know become that star QB in, in Chicago? I mean, I, I think you go back to the SNL skits, the Bears, it, like it, it gives you an impression of of how you know important that team is to the lifeblood of of the city. But you know, how big would Fields be if he's not just the starting quarterback for the Bears, but you know he's a top flight starting quarterback for the Bears? Well, you know, within the last two weeks, Jim McMahon has come out with an article, the former Chicago Bear quarterback that led us to the Super Bowl. He came out with an article and one of his quotes is, Chicago is where quarterbacks go to die. And if Justin Fields could squash that whole uh, quote out of McMahon and be the guy that is uh, developing players as he's improving himself, being a quarterback that can run a modern-day NFL system so efficiently that it almost uh, it makes it impossible for defenses to come in here and be able to close the offense like they've been able to do with uh, less athletic quarterbacks. And if he can improve to what everybody seems to think he can from watching his pro days and some of his college performances, it could be the biggest move in Chicago sports since Michael Jordan. And that's saying a lot because they've had other opportunities and they have star quality players with the Cubs and, and with the Chicago White Sox and the others and, and Blackhawks for that matter. But if he came in and he took over the quarterback position, he'd be the most important person in Chicago sports, like I said, since the Jordan era. Wow. I mean, that, that, that's it's it's something, too, that I mean, the McMahon quote, obviously, it, he's the, the first quarterback I think of with the Bears. But it is kind of amazing that the, the franchise 
has not had, you know, I, I said it about the Jets before. They've been looking for a quarterback since man landed on the moon. The, the, the Jets and, and, and the Bears both go with quarterback in this draft. That They haven't been able to, to get that position down. Right. You know, and they've tried. You know, they've gone there. Rex Grossman, their Cade McNown, most recently Mitchell Trubisky, and none of the quarterbacks have worked out. And then with the regularity of the coaching staffs being removed, it makes it even more difficult on the quarterback. So now when Mitchell Trubisky got here and John Fox was hired and then they fired him and then they brought in Matt Nagy from the limited playing experience he had in college and then he learned the first system behind Mike Glennon and then he took over as a starter and had to learn a new system with Matt Nagy. And then Matt Nagy changed his offensive coordinator a couple years in a row. So there's been no consistency in the system. And, you know, when you think about Bill Belichick and Brady, because of the successes they've had there, Brady's always been able to continue to grow through the same system for 15 or 16 years. That's what the Bears need to put in place. They need the same system learned by the quarterback and the rest of the offensive support staff, players I'm talking about, and be um, able to continue the tradition of the system that Justin Fields is going to develop in and hopefully will be, uh, you know, will be profitable throughout his time here and then be able to help uh, Khalil Mack get more out of his traits throughout the remainder of his career, let Roquan Smith develop on the defensive side of the ball and start bringing these players around so the, the defense can complement the offense equally as, as much as the offense can complement the defense. Yeah, to that point, um, did this draft pick sort of buy some more patience and runway for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy as a, as the you know the the infrastructure? Um, I, I think it's certainly given an opportunity to turn this thing around. You know, the when when they went and drafted Mitchell Trubisky, it was Ryan Pace alone. Now, when he's been able to evaluate the quarterbacks coming out of this draft. He and Matt Nagy got to do it together, along with Bill Lazor and John Filippo and some of the other offensive coaches they have. So I think when you talk about a collaborative effort, a collaborative effort that they talk a lot about this past offseason, I think it really helped Ryan Pace with Matt Nagy by his side. And so, you know, both of these guys have a hand in the selection. Now it's how quickly can they teach this system to show some of the reasons and the traits and um, why they picked Justin Fields. And if it does, he does come aboard and he has a strong performance from the beginning. Maybe this gives this organization an opportunity to keep a coaching staff in place. But, you know, they've already put together a new defensive staff with a defensive coordinator that has never been a coordinator before. So it's, this is not only about the offense. It's about the defense holding up to their end of the bargain what traditionally has been offered by Chicago defenses. But if they can put a quarterback in place, it'll, it'll change the whole mindset in the support of the community because they want to get behind the Bears in the fall and the winter. And, you know, hopefully this is one of the first steps, along with Tevin Jenkins, who they drafted in the second round, as that should be able to come in and be a contributing or starting offensive tackle from day one. Tom, really appreciate your insight and analysis this morning. Thanks for joining me, and have a good rest of your weekend. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tom Thayer, color commentator for Bears Radio, former Bears center and guard, uh, part of the the Super Bowl team uh, back for the 86 Bears as well. That's a relatively famous team. 855-212-4227. Does Justin Fields 
have more pressure on him than anyone else taken in the NFL draft? If not, who does? Which pick needs to work out the most? 855-212-4227. I mean, you could argue it's Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, he's been – you almost forget about him because he's been anointed for so long. But if he doesn't work out, that will be go down as one of the all-time all-time busts. You could certainly argue it's Zach Wilson, another chance for the Jets to get a, a QB, and they've been trying to load up on, on some of the, the stuff around him. I think Justin Fields, you know, look, Tom just got through saying he'd be the biggest thing in Chicago since Michael Jordan if he works out at QB. Trey Lance, you know, it's not necessarily on him, but the 49ers traded a lot to get him, which puts him in, in you know a position where – the expectations are going to be very high. I mean, I think it it's going to be it's got to be a quarterback, right? It's always a quarterback. So it's basically the question should be which QB is facing the most pressure or which team is facing the most pressure for their pick to work out. I'll tell you what I think coming up. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can also get at me on Twitter. That's R O B I N L U N D B E R G. It is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio.